the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Can an L, a G, a B, a T, or a Q jump the shark? Do you think they understand the concept? Spending a month telling us how proud they are just might be jumping the shark just from the get-go, but they're really pushing it now. Have you seen the videos coming from pride parades in Seattle, Minneapolis, Toronto, some other places? Totally naked men walking, marching in the parade down the middle of the street, broad daylight with women who are there with their kids, smiling and recording them on their phones. And in Seattle, they were riding on bikes, and one guy was on a tricycle, completely naked, naked, and he rides to the curb to give everybody a really good view. It's all caught on video, of course. In, in Minneapolis, a fat guy in whitey tighties walks up to the crowd and twerks away. Uh, they were also walking down the street naked in Toronto, multiple uh, men naked. So is this what they're proud of? Is this why we're supposed to devote a month of over-the-top media coverage to their events? If, if you're a normal gay person, are you okay with this? Does it advance the cause? The person, uh, the, the person, are you okay with this? I mean, does it advance the, the whole idea of being a gay person? Is this why we're supposed to devote a month of over-the-top media coverage to this stuff? Uh, the Labor Day Parade in downtown Pittsburgh is coming up in a couple of months. Now, what would happen if a few members of the local steamfitters union decided to march down the street naked? Would that be indecent exposure, or would it be okay? Or has the pride movement made public nudity okay now? There are plenty of other examples of the shark being jumped, but uh, including some of the books being made available to kids in the third grade, stuff like that. A man who's a uh, a pediatric psychiatrist dressing up as a woman and uh, working as second-in-command as an admiral, no less, in the Health and Human Services Department and giving kids advice on transgenderism. Who's proud of this? And why am I a bad person if I don't think fat, ugly men should be proud of showing their fat, ugly bodies in public? I've seen the videos of this stuff on Twitter, lots of it. But has any of it made it anywhere other than Fox or other conservative media outlets? I'm not sure if it has. I'm guessing it has not. If you're a liberal, liberal, are you supposed to think this is okay? And are you kicked out of the club if you don't? At some point, this has to get to the point of being counterproductive. And by the way, you can bet that every single person responsible for this puke material is a Democrat. And when we come back, Christian Toto of HollywoodInToto.com will be here with his list of pop culture's free speech heroes. And there are some interesting names on the list. And by the way, I had been promising uh, Carrie Lake for today, but she just called to reschedule a little bit ago. She's stuck on a tarmac somewhere, and she promises to be on with us later in the week. Stick around. You may have heard some talk about the ERC. That's the Employee Retention Credit. It's a federal program that provides small business owners like you up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in payroll tax refunds to your business. What's not to like about that? Just one call to Careful Accounting Associates at 800-315-8175 is all it takes to find out if you qualify for quick funding with one of our accredited funding partners in as little as 72 hours. Our process has been thoroughly vetted by a team of experienced tax attorneys and CPAs, and our refund specialists will work tirelessly to get you every penny your business deserves. Plus, with our exclusive audit assistance guarantee, your business is protected. 
Call Careful Accounting Associates now at 800-315-8175. See if you qualify for an ERC advance payment and get the cash your business needs to succeed. That's 800-315-8175. Your small business may qualify to receive up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in employee payroll tax refunds. Call 800-315-8175 now. And paid for by OpenShark Concepts. Attention firefighters, members of the military, and airport workers. For decades, first responders and firefighters at military bases and airports used a chemical-based foam to fight fires. Studies have shown that chemicals used to make aqueous film-forming foam, or AFFF, are highly toxic to humans and have been associated with several types of cancer. If you or someone you know was exposed to AFFF and were diagnosed with any of these cancers, including kidney, bladder, prostate, pancreatic, lymphoma, leukemia, testicular, and neuroendocrine, then you should call us immediately because you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call us at 800-515-8809. Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file a claim, so call us now, 800-515-8809. Operators are standing by 24-7, so don't wait, 800-515-8809. That's 800-515-8809. Again, 800-515-8809. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and I have a feeling you're going to want to stock up now when you hear this offer. This is John Stogerwald, and when you use my promo code STAG, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings, limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out, trust me. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code STAG or call 800. 716-8087 for this incredible offer. These won't last long, so please order now. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? Term Busters, a Christian-owned company, can help. There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45, non-smoker, $1 million of coverage, $75 per month level rate for 10 years. Or a man age 50, non-smoker, can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 800-558-9940. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 800-558-9940. Remember, 800-558-9940. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker underwriting. Exam required to qualify. That number for Term Busters, Christian-owned and operated, is 800-558-9940. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, free speech is, um, I think you'd say free speech is kind of a big deal uh, around here. At least it used to be. And uh, most smart people used to understand that it meant tolerating and allowing people to say things that, you know, might make you feel really mad or or offend you, it's gotten so bad that clueless liberals like Bill Maher are making a stink about it. And Christian Toto of HollywoodandToto.com decided to recognize some of these people as heroes. He joins us now. Christian, thanks for coming on. Sure, my pleasure. So uh, your headline is Meet Pop Culture's Free Speech Heroes. So uh, let's start with Bill Maher. Uh, Why did he make your list? Well, I mean, he's one of the oldest uh, tenured members of this group. He's been speaking out about free speech forever, in part because he's been attacked for things that he has said. Famously, his uh, uh, klutzy, I'll put it that way, comments after 9-11 got him in a heap of trouble. But he's also said some other things that went against the grain. And he understands that he's a comedian. He's a he's a uh, comedian. He's a, uh, a pundit. He has all these different roles. And if he can't say what he wants to say, then there's trouble. So he not only defends himself, but he defends free speech across the board. That that matters. And it used to be an easier task. And it used to be one where the left would be rallying behind you in, in lockstep virtually. Uh, and that's not the case anymore. It's, it's more complicated. It's more troublesome. The left has mostly abandoned free speech, with some exceptions, obviously. 
And, you know, his voice counts. And the fact that he is left of center and rallying to, uh, you know, promote free speech matters because many of his peers are not. They're doing the opposite. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty smart guy. I obviously disagree with him on most things, but I have and I don't watch the show regularly, but I've seen many examples on clips that I've seen in other places of thing where, you know, he goes on a rant for four or five minutes, does his nightly rant. A weekly rant, I guess it is, and uh, and uh, it's pretty surprising that he's really going against the grain. Yeah, he does it early and often. It's one of the things that you have to appreciate about someone when they, you know, it's one thing for someone like Sean Hannity yeah. to say, I, I prefer President Trump and I'm against Nancy Pelosi. I, it, there's, you know, there's certainly value in that. I'm not going to discount that, obviously. But, it, you know, if a Sean Hannity rallies on behalf of RFK Jr., for example, who's a Democrat run, running against Biden, then that holds more weight sometimes because you're cutting across the grain. It's unexpected. Uh, and I think what Bill Maher does is, is something similar where he'll say, hey, I'm a Democrat. I hate Donald Trump. You know, I'm upfront about that. But, boy, I don't know if he should be kicked off of social media. And I don't think if you voted for Trump, that means you're a monster. It's one of the things he just said two days ago on his podcast. He said, you know, there are people who voted for Trump who did so for good reasons or are good people or have arguments or don't think, you know, think that he's better than the alternative. And we shouldn't discount people. I mean, that's a radical conversation from a, for a progressive to say. So it, it matters. Yeah, and it is radical. I'm just wondering, I, I guess there's no way to measure it, or maybe there is, maybe people you talk to or things that you've seen, but has he lost any standing with the left because of it? You know, I don't know. I know in interviews he said when he goes on tour now, he finds many more right-of-center people in the audience, which is interesting. So he's expanding Uh his base to a degree. But, yeah, I'm sure he's lost some people. I've read some liberals who are rather upset at him. You know, he's doing the wrong thing. So there's always a risk involved in here. But, you know, I also think you have to trust your gut and say, hey, I am a comedian. I'm a pundit, but I can't just walk in lockstep with my party 24-7. I've got to call them out from time to time. I think both people on both sides, I mean, you know, both sides should be doing that as well, where you don't just agree, you know, uh, uh, robotically with everything your side says. Sometimes the conservatives get it wrong and sometimes the liberals do. The latter happens much more often, but there you go. <laughs> well, what about Tom Hanks? You know, he didn't get my list technically, but I did mention him because he did speak out against sensitivity readers recently. I don't know if it's his first book or maybe he's had his couple, but he put out a book recently. And, he, and I don't know how the subject came up, but he talked about you can't have sensitivity readers. This is art. This is something that's created in a time and a place. And sometimes, you know, the culture moves on. Sometimes the things we say today are inappropriate or would be viewed warily by future generations. And that's just the way things are. It's culture. It changes. It grows. It evolves. And for you to kind of go back in time and say, okay, you know that Ian Fleming Bond novel? Well, we're going to cut out this phrase. I'm going to cut out this passage. We're going to tweak this because today's readers will be alarmed and upset and triggered by it. Well, that's just wrong. It's just wrong. And so when he said that, it was important. But the people on my list do more than that. It's their brand almost to promote free speech. Yeah, I'm sorry. For some reason, I I saw your – I obviously read your piece, but you had something in there about Tom Hanks and – yeah, no, he's in there. Uh, I made sure. a mistake thinking he made your official. So because you have to work maybe a little harder to make the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, like Rob Schneider is constantly yeah. weighing in yeah. on free speech. John Cleese, Ricky Gervais, you know, Winston Marshall from Mumford & Sons. He left the band because he was unfairly, cruelly attacked because he supported Andy Noah, a brave, intrepid journalist who tells the truth. And what did he do? Did he, you know, did he cower and hide? No, he's got a great podcast where he's speaking out on, on behalf of free speech and interviewing people whose voices matter in this regard. So, you know, there are a lot, a lot of people right now. And I, one of the things I wanted to do specifically is it's not just conservatives. Russell Brand, I don't even know yeah. how he yeah. identifies himself right now. Bill Maher's on the left. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan, he veers to the left, he veers to the right. You don't know. Other people, it's hard to say what their politics are. So I, it's, I mean, I really, on a very personal level, want this to be uh, nonpartisan because they're, we've got, if you're going to fight for free speech, you've got to get everyone on board possible. And the problem is that, that a lot of people either are afraid to be on board or they're just not. Yeah, I, 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 as I said at the beginning here, that it, it used to be that free speech, free speech meant, you know, you were uh, going to have to hear some things you don't like and things you disagree with. And um, I don't know how that has um seem to have uh, disappeared over the last X number of years. 
Um, but it, it's, is it because there are more things to be offended by than there used to be? You know, it's just you can't say anything yeah. anymore. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a big question. I don't think there's any one, two, or three answers. It is how the culture has moved. I, you know, and I think we're trying to be more involved. We're trying to be less hateful. We're trying to be more genuinely tolerant. And I think those are all good things. I mean, that's, again, you know, we talked about uh, how we treat our fellow man. We've made some great progress and great strides. You know, I remember seeing a documentary about O.J. Simpson when he when he became a, a pitchman for one of the airlines or some, some, you know, some major company. That was a breakthrough for a black person to be, you know, to be the face of an organization. Now it's like every, you know, it happens daily. You know, you can just look across social media and there's hundreds and hundreds of people of color uh, supporting different brands. That's great. That's progress. But in this quest for progress, we've said, well, you can't insult this and you can't insult that. And you've got to be careful. And can you really say that? And that's offensive. And you can't even have movie characters who do diabolical things and do crazy things. Even that's untoward now. You know, there, there was an article recently about the new film, No Hard Feelings. It's a, it's a raunchy-ish comedy with Jennifer Lawrence. And there's a whole story saying, is this appropriate to have a story about an older woman trying to seduce a younger yeah. man for money? Well, you know, I don't want my family to do that. I don't think you do either. But hmm. it's a comedy. There's right. a lesson there. It's meant to make us laugh and think and, and be outrageous. Why can't we have those stories? It's not a it's not a uh, how-to book. It's a movie. It's a silly movie. It's an R-rated you know, sex comedy. Why can't we have them? Yeah, I, I actually saw it on Saturday, now that you bring it up. And I didn't think it was great, I, but it was. I laughed. I mean, I'm, I'm glad mm-hmm. I went. It was, And believe me, <laughs> I wasn't offended by anything that was in the movie. I, I thought it was pretty good, actually, uh, you know, from that standpoint, that they, they weren't uh, being uh, 100% politically correct throughout the whole thing. So, uh, you know, it was, it was I liked it. Um, yeah, I that's a merit, and it actually did better than it, I, better than many people expected at the box office. I think that the trailer alone did suggest, "Hey, this is a throwback comedy like they used to make, and they don't make anymore." I think that really drew a crowd. So we'll have to see how it holds up. And I agree, it was funny, it was good, but it was not great. It could have been better. But uh, you know, again, if you don't like the premise, you just stay home. You know, Jim Gaffigan is a clean comedian. He's very funny. Go see him. Yeah. Why do you have to deprive everyone else from seeing other? Other flavors, other textures, other stories, other outrageous bits. You, just, you can just not look. You can turn the channel. You can unsubscribe. You can not show up at the comedy club. You know, if, if you don't like outrageous comedy, don't line up to see Dave Chappelle because that's what he brings, and you know it. You, <laughs> you, called, you called him the GOAT, uh, the greatest <laughs> of all time, I guess, on your list. Why is he the, 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 the best, the greatest? I mean, he's among the best for sure. He's referred to that often. He is the king of pink the stand-up, I think, right now. And, you know, you go today, is it Carlin? Is it Richard Pryor? Is it Tiny Bruce? Is it, is it Dave Chappelle? He's up there. He is terrific. He is challenging. He's smart. He's unconventional. He's surprising. He's got a great way about him on stage. I mean, we all know he's among the best, even if you don't love him. And he's outrageous. And he's provocative. And he's edgy. And if that's not your, your bag, then there's dry bar comedy, which is a wonderful super clean comedy venue where you can see a lot of people tell jokes that are appropriate for all ages, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, you've thrown some of the names around, and we're talking to Christian Toto of HollywoodandToto.com. You can, that's where you can find his list of what he considers heroes of the, uh, the pop culture's free speech heroes. Um, you mentioned some other names. Let's get to them for a second here. Um, sure. Well, first of all, Russell Brand, who's a really funny, smart guy, and it's amazing to see the kind of turnaround that he's had, because he, he used to be one of those guys that I just I, I couldn't take more than 30 seconds of a few years ago. Now when I see him pop up on the screen, I want to hear what he has to say. He's very thoughtful. He is quick-witted, funny, interesting, clever. And I agree. In the past, you know, he was pushing a lot of socialist principles, and it was very clear he wasn't living with them. You know, he was spending lavishly in his life. He had a big, big wedding with Katy Perry. You know, and he seemed inauthentic in that pose. But whether he's grown up, whether he's changed his brand, no pun intended, whether he's fake, I don't know. But if you hear him now, he's thoughtful and and interesting and asking good questions. And, you know, one of the things that a lot of these people on this list have is a a bit of joy. You know, Mm -hmm. Russell Brand is is sweet and funny, and he, he compliments his followers and he's uplifting at times. Not always, but he, there's, a, there's a bit of a bounce in his step, and I like that, too. Well, he's become likable. I, I don't think he's just become likable because I 
he says some things I agree with once in a while. Mm-hmm. He seems to be, as you said, less uh, angry, maybe. Yeah. You know, one of the people I mentioned on my list, I actually met uh, Gina Carano from The Mandalorian, yeah. the MMA star. And, you know, she was told, if you keep mouthing off on social media, saying things that we don't like, you will be fired. That was Disney. And she did it. And what she said wasn't outrageous, wasn't cruel. No. You could agree or disagree. But she said, I'm not going to be silenced. I met her. She was one of the sweetest, kindest people. She was just smart and tough and interesting and dear. And I, you know, listen, listen we just met once. I don't know. But I just, what she was able to do was say, hey, I will not be cowed. I will not conform. I think that, you know, speaking my mind is more important than a great gig. And by the way, Losing the Mandalorian was a great gig to be lost. There's no doubt about it. And now Hollywood doesn't like her anymore because she spoke out. Others may hire her, but she she took a stand. And I, I think that's very proud and and very brave in in, the, in a genuine sense of the word. You could, I think, you could probably say the same thing about um, same things about the woman who created Harry Potter, somehow becoming a lightning rod. Absolutely, J.K. Rowling. I mean, what she's done is amazing. And listen. She's not a hater. She's not mean. She's a progressive person. She's left of center. But she didn't agree with every aspect of the trans movement. And for that, she has been pummeled and punished and cursed out and has been death threats. And she has stood her ground. You know, you could say, well, she's got all the money in the world. Of course she can. Well, no. Stephen King mentioned something that went against the woke mob. And he backpedaled furiously and even wrote a Washington Post op-ed apologizing for what he said. And he was basically saying that, you know, quality and merit matters more than checking diversity boxes. And he was excoriated for that. So I, I think Stephen King's got a pretty fat wallet, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and he bowed down. And so does Scarlett Johansson when she took a role as a trans character. She she backpedaled instantly. And she is, I would say, probably the most powerful actress in Hollywood. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's uber rich. There's no reason for her to kind of fear for her livelihood. But she backed down right away. So that's why J.K. deserves all the credit. I've been saying uh, that we're living in a Monty Python movie for a long time now, and so, and I, I mean that. Is it's not it's not surprising for you to have John Cleese on the list? Yeah, he's old school. He is tireless. He is funny. He is brilliant. And you could say, well, I guess he's an old guy. You don't doesn't get the new generation. Well, you know, he is older, sure, but he is wise. He understands. What's at stake here with free speech? And does anyone know more comedy better than than John Cleese? Maybe Mel Brooks? I think that's a foot right. race, right? right? Those two gentlemen know everything about comedy because they did so much. So dismiss him at your peril. He's a fascinating figure. He's a little bit cranky in, in a wonderful way. And, you know, he's saying he's saying important things. And again, if you're if you're in your 80s like he is and you know that jobs are scarce and you want to keep working, there's a real strong tendency to, to want to say the approved things and, and get on the good side of Hollywood and get on the good side of your peers. But he doesn't want to do that. And good for him. I got a little bit of time, very little time left here. But I, I just want to ask you, I, I talked in my open about the um, opening of the show about the pride movement, naked men walking down the street in broad daylight. Um, and it's, I'm, and I'm wondering if they may have jumped the shark. Are, are there too many gay people in positions of power in Hollywood to get the kind of pushback that we just talked about here on that movement? Well, that's the problem. I think, you know, for people who are uh, who are gay and kind and decent and may be horrified by those situations, they should be speaking up. This is, in theory, their movement, their voice sometimes. And if they don't if they don't you know, stand out right now, it's a problem. George Takei, a very talented actor from Star Trek, of course, he's been an activist for the, yeah. the gay movement for years. He's a gay gentleman. And he said something on Twitter. You have to go find it specifically. Something like, well, if there weren't these naked gay men at these at these events, uh, the right would would Photoshop them. And it was some crazy rationale for what's happening right now. But wouldn't it be great if George Takei said, hey, I'm all for gay rights. I love Pride Month, but by golly, we don't need naked men being sexual in public with little kids watching. Yeah. Why can't he say that? Uh, Why can't he? Amazing. Hey, uh, Christian, always good to have you on and hope to have you on again. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we'll have uh, that's Christian Toto. You can find his stuff at HollywoodandToto.com. I'll be right back. News. I'm John Scott. After a Russian uprising over the weekend, President Biden says the U.S. and its allies have been closely coordinated on events in that country. Sure, we gave Putin no excuse. Let me emphasize, we gave Putin no excuse 
to blame this on the West or to blame this on NATO. We made clear that we were not involved. We had nothing to do with it. This was part of a struggle within the Russian system. Meanwhile, from Russia, Wagner head Yevgeny Progizhin has released the first audio statement since the rebellion, defending the move as a reaction to an attack on his force that killed some 30 of his fighters. Meanwhile, the Russian defense minister, Sergei Shoigu, has demanded his ouster. The Dow had 57 points. The Nasdaq is down 82. This is SRN News. Are you a small business owner wondering if you qualify for the employee retention credit? With Careful Accounting Associates, you can receive up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in employee payroll tax refunds through this federal program. Just one call to 800-315-8175 is all it takes to find out if you qualify for quick funding with one of our accredited funding partners in as little as 72 hours. Our process has been thoroughly vetted by a team of experienced tax attorneys and CPAs, and our refund specialists will work tirelessly to get you every penny your business deserves. Plus, with our exclusive audit assistance guarantee your business is protected call careful accounting associates now at 800-315-8175 see if you qualify for an erc advance payment and get the cash your business needs to succeed that's 800-315-8175 your small business may qualify to receive up to twenty six thousand dollars per w-2 employee in employee payroll tax refunds call 800-315-8175 now brandon tatum has lost trust i do not have confidence that this particular indictment, none of them, to be honest, are dunning the faith. I, I don't have the confidence that they are not attempting to use political leverage to attack an opponent. The Officer Tatum Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The Answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $30 trillion and climbing fast. The question is, how do we pay it off? The answer is increasing taxes. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Beth Andrews and the team at NetWorth Advisors know what to look for. Beth can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible. Call 800-426-1428 to set up a visit with Beth Andrews and NetWorth Advisors. 800-426-1428. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now. 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Networth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Tonight will be overcast with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, mainly early. Expect a nighttime low of 61. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. We'll see a high tomorrow of 70. Cloudy skies tomorrow night with a passing shower or two, the low 58. Times of clouds and sun for Wednesday will reach a high Wednesday of 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. You know, they're coming for your uh, your cars, uh, your gas stoves, your your dishwashers, your washing machine. Uh, they're coming for that. Well, it looks like now they're coming for your pizza. At least in uh, New York they are. Uh, new, law, new law they're going to try to enforce up there where they uh, outlaw the use of coal and, you know, coal-fired oven pizza. Not going to be allowed to have it anymore. Uh on short notice, we were able to get Daniel Turner, founder and CEO of Power of the Future, who I knew would be uh, willing to talk about this. Uh, this uh, the stupidity never ends. 
Now, so I appreciate you coming on, Daniel, on short notice. Uh, we had a guest canceled by the name of Kerry Lake, so you're, re- you're, you're replacing a, a pretty big name. So I appreciate you doing this on short notice. I'm happy to be here and talk about things I love, which is my home city of New York, yeah. even though it's run by crazies, and pizza, because I happen to be half Italian. Oh. So let's go. Okay, so what are you? do you really – can you explain what they're trying to do here besides the usual stuff? I mean, what what's the objective here? And I guess some of them actually think it's a, a, a noble cause. Yeah. This is just further evidence that when you declare something – Uh, is necessary for the health of the planet, Uh, this is necessary to fight climate change, then you, as a leftist member of government, you have limitless power. And and I've said this before on your great show, John, and your your listeners may remember, you have to liken the climate movement to what we saw in the COVID movement. And if you declared something an emergency for public health and you said this is for your own good – your power was limitless as a governor, as a mayor. You could tell people they can't go to church. You could tell people you can't leave the house. You're not allowed to. Yes, you can go to a strip club. Of course, they're allowed to stay open. But you can't. Your little grocery store, that has to close. The big Walmart, nope, that can stay open. And, and we scratched our head and said, how are, we getting, how are these people getting away with this? And it's because they did it under the guise of public health. The climate movement has been doing this nonsense for decades. And so you have someone like Mayor Adams, the mayor of New York City, who is a true believer of the climate cult. And his power is limitless. And he says, for the good of the planet, for the good of climate change, wood fire pizzas out. You know, a coal fired pizzas. There are maybe something absurd like five coal fired pizzas left in all the city. China builds two coal plants a month. And yet we're outlawing five coal-fired pizzas. And then the next step, because this will continue unless people fight and push back, the next step is how do we allow charcoal briquettes? How do you allow – how can we allow people to grill in their – how are you allowing people to have a wood-burning fireplace? You can't have a wood-burning pizza oven, then you can't possibly have a wood-burning fireplace. And it never ends, John. It never ends. It never ends because the climate cult is never satiated. Well, and I mean, at some point, you think when they start messing with, you know, they start messing with your car and and your uh, your gas stove and your gas furnace and your dishwasher and your washing machine, that somewhere along the line they would have... Um, you know, hit the hit the um, hit the hit hit the barrier where they they can't push it anymore. You know, I I, I want to I don't want to overuse the word jumping the shark, which I just talked about in the last segment a lot. Yeah. Um, it, but the thing that's amazing to me is that the Democrats voted for this mayor, and they voted for the last mayor, mm-hmm. and and they keep getting this stuff stuffed down their throats, and they keep voting for the same people. Now, you yeah. have to know that if you took a poll, how popular <laughs> would this notion be among people in New York City when you're t- trying to take pizza away from them? Exactly. Well, this would overwhelmingly fail, and that's why they can't allow the people of New York to have a say. None of these things are ever brought about by the elected representatives, by, by a legislature. By It's the same with COVID. We never saw any of these mandates come across by a law that was passed. It was all dictate. It was all fiat. It was all executive action. And that's how the green cult moves unless you push back against them. And, you know, I'm in New York City right now. I'm actually visiting my parents. So it's I can say from firsthand experience, also having grown up here and having been a New Yorker, the Turners have been in New York since before the Civil War. I think I know the city pretty darn well. You walk around New York City, there are homeless people defecating and, and doing drugs on Park Avenue, and yet we're going after coal-fired pizzas, right? Carjackings are up. Homicides are up. Murder is up. Pushing people in front of the train is up. You look at the crime of the city. You look at the violence of the city. You're allowed to shoplift. Wait a second. If I can walk into CVS and smash all the cases and grab things and walk out, that's totally fine. But if I light up a fire to make a darn pizza, that's now against the law. So you want to scratch your head and ask the mayor, what are your priorities here, Mr. Mayor? And which everyone knows who has read the data, New York is leading the nation with exodus. 
and it's because the people are sick and tired of this. So you would think Mayor Adams would be very concerned about the fact that he is losing population because people don't want to live in this city anymore. And yet, what's his priority? Pizzas. Yeah, here's the here's uh, more on just some details on what they're trying to do here. Um, the New York City Department of Environmental Protection has drafted new rules that would require pizzerias with coal and wooden wooden fire ovens installed prior to 2016 to cut carbon emissions by 75 percent. And restaurant owners would be forced to install a filter to the specified ovens that hire an engine, then hire an engineer to regularly inspect the carbon emissions. That's what they're doing to a poor pizza shop opener who's struggling to get by. A pizza shop owner, I mean. Um, and this is this is what they're going to try to get away with. And and here's the thing, uh, Daniel. Um, does anybody has anybody done the math on how this is going to help? Uh, lower the temperature of the earth, like in the next hundred years. And that's the thing that's so frustrating is, like I said, China is building two coal yeah. plants. Um, I think I said a month. It's actually a week is what the, what they're adding to uh, the, the coal. And I'm a huge coal advocate. Don't get me wrong. But except in America, we burn coal properly and with a lot of environmental stewardship and responsibility. So I'm not knocking coal by any means. But when you look at the pollution levels coming from China, coming from India, coming from Russia, when you look at the the pollution levels coming from the OPEC nations, which do none of the environmental stewardship with oil and gas development that America does, we continue to punish ourselves. It's very similar to what we've seen in the past. There's this level of stupidity where we say, boy, China's polluting an awful lot of, of, of plastic in the ocean. We better ban straws. And we did. We, right, well, you can't use a plastic straw now in most of America because China is polluting the earth. And now we are doing the same thing. Boy, the, the earth is being polluted by China, so I guess you can't have pizza now in New York City. It's just, it, it shows you the lunacy, the lack of science, the lack of seriousness of the environmental left. But their love of power, their, their insatiable greed, and unless Americans push back, uh, they will continue their quest. Well, none other than Elon Musk came out uh, against this. Uh, New York Post has a quote from him. Uh, he says, this is total BS, um, and it, will not, it won't make a difference to climate change. And then here's a quote from this. Uh, you're a New Yorker. You'll like, you'll like this. There's a couple of words missing from these sentences that you know would be in there if, it was, if I were not on the radio or if it was one of the newspapers. Uh, we will save the planet by putting nine or ten fantastic New York City pizzerias out of business. Going to really change things, you guys? That's uh, Council City Council Republican and Minority yeah. Leader Joe Borelli. Uh, again, th- I-, I have to wonder about the Republicans' uh, ability to ever change anything. If they can't, if if you can't make hay out of this, and you can't expose the insanity that's being shoved down your throat if you're a New Yorker with this, then you, there's no hope. I mean, what has to happen for, for, that, for, the, for the Democrats to finally pay a price for this? Yeah, well, I think that's what you're experiencing here in the city, because with, with my beloved family maybe is the exception, the majority of conservative middle-class New Yorkers uh, are trying to find a way to leave. And who's left? Who's left are the super rich elite wealthy, and nothing matters to them. They have their liberal views. The limousine liberals, right, they're in the Hamptons. When, when COVID lockdowns happened, they flew to their island in, in, the, in, the, in the Caribbean, right? So they're a whole class. And you've got the, the working class, the poor. And that's what New York City is becoming. And proof of that is that when you look at the exodus of people who have left New York, where have they gone those states have become redder. Florida is redder now because who left New York for Florida? Republicans did, mm-hmm. right? Republicans realize they don't stand a chance in changing the legislature. They don't stand a chance in, in, in voting for a solid governor or a solid state senator. Uh, so, so what do you do? You, you, you vote with your feet. Uh, heck, I did a long time ago, and I feel bad having done it because I love New York, and I'll always consider myself a New Yorker. But at what point do you say I can no longer give my tax dollars to a government who genuinely hates me? And when you look at what Mayor Adams is doing and you look at his disdain of how he treats the, the people of New York, of, of the rules and the regulations and the, 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 the bike lanes and bus lanes no. that create gridlock and then the taxes – 
because there's gridlocks because of what he's done with bike and bus lanes and the pizzerias. You just add it all together, John, and you say, this government hates me. It hates my values. It hates my freedom. It hates small businesses. I have to go elsewhere. And sadly, I think the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is not far behind. Hopefully it can hold on, but, but I think it's trending in that direction as well. And uh, you mentioned the Hamptons. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman, uh, he says, you don't mess with a New Yorker's pizza or bagels, period. And he's inviting people to leave the city and come out to Long Island because he said, we're not going to be banning any ovens out there. So that's the kind of thing. People, people will vote with their feet. <laughs> they will, and they'll eat with their feet, too. And New yeah. Yorkers love their pizza. But, you know, it's also frustrating that New York has struggled to bounce back after COVID. Now, granted, it struggled to bounce back because it put down terrible policies that really hurt restaurants and small businesses. Wouldn't you think the mayor would be doing everything possible to open up businesses, to open up uh, uh, new uh, opportunities, to invite people back, to bring life and business? Why do you continue to punish people for the mere uh, fact of existing they punish them, right? And like I've said earlier, when you couple it with the fact that you see just such routine lawlessness on the streets of New York, but then you're getting your cameras flashed every five seconds because there are traffic cameras on every street corner and traffic cameras everywhere, and you're getting fines in the mail, and you scratch your head and say, why am I the one being punished? It would, you know what? Life would be better if I just looted, quite frankly. If I, if I just went into the pizzeria and stole all their pizza, I wouldn't have to worry about this and no one would arrest me. But instead, if I drive one mile over the speed limit to that pizzeria, I get a $50 ticket. It's just a city that has tremendous disdain for its citizens. It breaks my heart. We're talking to Daniel Turner. He's the uh, founder and CEO of Power the Future. Um, and, uh, Daniel, I'm looking on your site. I guess it's today. You had it up there. Uh, you have a story up there today about uh, businesses that are suffering during the transition to green technology. Are you talking about New York there or everywhere? Oh, that's everywhere. Yeah. That's just how it's impossible to, 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 to stay up to date with the amount of green regulations coming at all levels, state, federal, local. Um, and then the, the burden, of, uh, the, 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 the cost burdens associated with it. Uh, everyone, one listening right now, knows how much their utility bills have gone up since Joe Biden took office, and a lot of that is because of his green agenda. Um, it's terrible if you have a utility bill, an electric bill, a gas bill, that's 40% higher. But if you're a business and your electric bill is 40% higher, are you able to charge 40% more for your food? Of course not. You can't go from a dollar a slice to a dollar forty a slice. People aren't going to pay it. And so businesses are going out of business because it's hard to be green. Green is very expensive. And, and these are the hidden costs of, of, of Joe Biden's agenda, how expensive life is becoming in America. But, you know, that's the new normal that they want. That is the European-style pricing of gas, the European-style pricing of utilities that they have wanted, the Greens have wanted for decades, and they're getting it. Yeah, uh, there's another story in New York um, about uh, electric bikes and batteries uh, catching fire and killing people. I'm yes. actually the proud owner of an electric bike. I don't think mine's going to catch on fire anytime soon, but um, the, the city of New York is going to have to deal with this. That's a problem there now, isn't it? That was a tragic uh, fire, absolutely. And I believe six people died, and they were elderly. Yeah. And it was because an electric bike store caught on fire. And, and I'm not knocking the EV bike industry, but that is a reality. A reality is that when they do have a fire – like electric vehicles as well, um, they are hard to put out. If your Tesla catches on fire, it is not the same as a combustion engine fire. They burn much hotter, much higher, and much longer. And, and that's something, that's just a trade-off. That's a reality of going green. So, again, that was tragic, and I didn't want to make it look like the electric bike company was at all responsible. But that is a reality of electric bikes, and it's a reality of electric cars. And, and these are the conversations we need to have before we move further into the green column, with or without our permission. That's, of course. Well, I, I guess what's happening is that the city of New York is really uh, promoting electric bikes and scooters, um, but they're not paying attention to the safety issues of uh, stores. There, there are a lot of the bikes that, they are, that people are using. 
Uber drivers, um, <laughs> not Uber drivers, but uh, Grubhub, people who deliver yep. food. And there's thousands and thousands of electric bikes there. And the people who are repairing them are not aware of what the safety um, rules are for for, elect- for batteries. And they're storing them incorrectly. And, and they're using cheap bikes. And it's, uh, it's a problem. And now New York City is going to have to figure out a way to fix that. Yep. And this is all coming as a result of these ridiculous mandates that require the the use of electric bikes faster than the markets allow. Again, I have no problem with electric bikes. And for if you're a delivery person in the city, they make perfect sense. Or if you just don't want to pedal as hard, they make perfect sense. But the problem of government mandating things is that there are, it's Newtonian, there are equal and opposite reactions. And so here's Years of the government, from the de Blasio administration on through the the Adams administration, here's years of the New York City government telling people electric bikes, electric bikes, electric bikes faster than the markets wanted it. And now what's the result? You just said we have all these batteries we don't know how to properly store. We don't have proper maintenance of them. And they're more susceptible to to catching on fire. And, you know, that sounds hyperbolic and terrible, and people think I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm being silly. All I know is that six elderly people died in Manhattan. And if that was your family, because they happen to have an apartment above an EV repair shop, Mm -hmm. you would feel a lot more differently than than if it was just some story you read in the paper. Hey, uh, Daniel, I really appreciate you coming on um, and uh, doing it on short notice. But I knew that you'd be perfectly happy and willing to talk about this stupidity. I'm always am, John. It's always great to be on your program. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you. That's Daniel Turner, founder and CEO of Power of the Future. I'll be right back. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and cool pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. 
Pregatopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager Store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pregatopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, Pregatopia Unlimited. Go to Pregatopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. Well, again, thanks to uh, Daniel Turner for doing that on uh, short notice. He's always a great guest, uh, very passionate about <clears throat> what he does uh, there at the uh, at Power of the Future. And he's also a New Yorker. So if I hadn't had Kerry Lake <laughs> uh, scheduled today, I, w- I would have actually called him anyway. But uh, we had Kerry Lake scheduled as of last week. And, uh, again, I apologize. I promoted that on Twitter uh, quite a bit over the weekend. And she was a no-show, but uh, not because she just blew us off. She she, she actually called at around 4.15. I answered the phone, uh, and uh, she said, hey, it's Carrie. I'm in, a, I'm in the lavatory of an airplane right now, and I don't know how long I can talk. It's going, I'm only going to be able to do about 10 minutes uh, because uh, they're going to make me sit down. Well, unfortunately, she had made a mistake and called me at 4.13 instead of, 5.13. She's operating on West Coast time, so she, anyway, she's messed it up, and so we'll have, uh, she she uh, will be scheduled later this week, but I really want to talk to her um, because she's still out there uh, saying that she won in Arizona, and there are still people, of course, she's being treated, I noticed when I was doing the research to do the interview with her, she's being treated uh, the same as Donald Trump by the media. She's obviously a big Trump supporter. Trump endorsed her. Um, but she, because she refuses to back away from the idea that she won the election, she's now being called, a, saying that she's insane, that she's a conspiracy theorist. And you just can't, she knows that you just can't back away because of that. Same as Donald Trump. I don't think for one minute that Donald Trump lost in Arizona, and I don't think he lost in Pennsylvania. We hope to have Kerry Lake on to talk about that and other stuff later in the week. Thanks the for listening. The Stackerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Hey, John Stockerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.